The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very, very special Week 13, unless you're scared of that, which would be Triskaidekaphobia. If you've got that, then we're very sorry about Week 13 for you. But uh, In here, English, please. Here we, here we are, Bo Mitchell, John Tuvi, Anthony Maggio at JL Beers in Burnsville, Minnesota, on a Tuesday because... It's Thanksgiving week, obviously. Let me show you what the turkey hole yeah, well, is. There'll be plenty of that this week. <laughs> and uh, we've got three games per huge on Thanksgiving, so we needed to come uh, come to you a day early here so that you get all of the news you need to set your lineups and be ready for that Thursday DFS slate. And, and we're freeing up your Wednesday for your Friendsgiving That's as right. well. So you can, you can double dip. You can do the yeah. Friends thing, and then you can go do the family thing. Right. And, and as you're traveling over the river and through the woods, what better thing to listen to than this thing? This podcast thing that we're yeah. doing here. Or I mean, stuck in the seven feet of snow that's falling on Minnesota as we yeah, speak. Yeah. yeah. It, pack food, pack water, bring yeah. this podcast. You can listen to some archive episodes <laughs> while you're stuck on the side of the road. It's Taco John's hot sauce packets. Yeah. You're good that's to right. go. Exactly. Maybe watch for uh, aircraft uh, dropping turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> See, Scott is my witness. I thought they could fly. Oh, man. We're enjoying some... Uh, Reminiscing on some WKRP in Cincinnati here. Over a few delicious, uh, not ales, actually. I'm not drinking an ale. Are you drinking an ale? I am not. I'm, I'm double dipping from last week the Prairie Artisan screenshot out of Oklahoma. You know, they used to say only two things came out of Oklahoma. Yeah. But we're not going to touch on that because now it's three <laughs> things. And this beer is really, really <laughs> tremendous. I'm reaching for the mute button. <laughs> Uh, I gave you more than Triscodecophobia right there. I am. Uh, I'm rocking the Stella Artois Midnight Lager. It's a Schwarz beer from Belgium. As I told AJ, I'm not into Belgians. The the beer, not the people. The people are fine, but uh, <laughs> this is a Schwarz beer, and it is very, very good. I'm, uh, I'm I'm a fan. Is it sad that I already have three beers written down that I want to have next? No. Okay. That's just good planning. What All about right. you, Bo? You know, I'm going to mix it up this week. I've, I've decided to go with this uh, beer out of New Ulm, Minnesota. It's called Grain Belt Premium. As a Pilsner, I believe. Is yes. It? Yeah. It, uh, indeed it yeah. is. It ranks very, very highly on all the beer websites. Especially Bo, BonosBeer.com. <laughs> <laughs> that should be, that'd be a very short website, but uh, <laughs> thorough. <laughs> Today I'm drinking a Grain Belt Premium. Not a lot of, uh, yeah. Not a lot of links in there, just kind of, <laughs> you know, good good content. All right, uh, speaking of good content, uh, we've got a lot to get to today. This is a very newsy week, as is it's wont to do this late in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with no buys, we're through the bye no weeks buys. now. So lots of, uh, lots of stuff to get to. We've, we'll bye, talk, bye, uh, bye. Thank regrets goodness. and news and maybe whatever. We'll see how things go. And, of course, 50-50. But first, let's begin with our regrets. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what news. Reach back to the turkey hole and, and pull something out. And Today it's... Uh, 
Come on. We meant that in the most appropriate yeah, did, way in possible. The, in the most John Grudenish way. Um, <laughs> I think I think I'm getting caught up in over relying on the matchups. You know, when when you're playing at uh, our favorite site, Fantasy Draft, they are kind enough to put the best matchups in in a green font. Yep. So when I look at my lineup and and there's no red, no tough matchups, and, and a lot of green, you know, I, I think I think I got her nailed. And oftentimes that that leaves some pretty good players on the table. Maybe has you reaching for guys that you wouldn't otherwise do it. And and it it, it jumped up and bit me a little bit. I think the only did I end up beating you in the head to head? I think Ooh. I did by like ten by a tenth of a point. Yeah. I believe I it beat was you. Close. Um, and, and that was my only win. It was. Uh, it was. Not a, it's not a particularly <laughs> good. Yeah. Not well. Hopefully you played some other lineups. I did. But uh, yeah, not a particularly good week for that that lineup. And you know, relying on the matchups is is nice. We we do it a lot in fifty fifty. But there comes a point when you've got guys that are matchup proof, guys that are, are going to perform well, and and maybe the season total where it gives them the, the red font that they're the fifth toughest defense against tight ends or something, mm-hmm. maybe dig a little bit deeper. So uh, I, I blame myself for getting a little lazy, and uh, I, I blame Fantasy Draft for making it too easy for me to be lazy. So their <laughs> well, fault, my fault. It's a um, it, Honestly, that's where your edges come because a lot of people do that. And so if you can you know resist that temptation to fall back on that as sort of your you know a major decision making factor for you you're you're going to end up putting yourself in a decent comp uh decent spot versus uh you know your your more lazy i guess competition i'm just totally throwing two of you under the bus there yeah. well hey, hey, if there's one thing me. i'm really lousy at it's uh resisting temptations <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm going back i actually did um i did okay with that lineup i I, I finished ju- I, I, about forty five percent. I won about forty five percent of my head to heads on the Sunday only slate. But yeah, you you beat me. I'm trying to find it. Cause I'm going through my old matchups. But Bo, what did you uh, regret this this last week? Well, um, I'm coming off my worst week of the season in my season long league. Mm. So there was a lot to possibly regret. Um, had a lot of injuries, bye week problems, but then I got stuck with bad matchups too that I. Had no wiggle room on, mm-hmm. so one of my regrets is is kind of force myself into a corner to play some of these guys where I had no other pivots to go to. Nobody I, like, puts Bo in the corner. I had to start Amari Cooper last week. I knew it was a horrible idea to start yeah. him against the best cornerback in the NFL in bad weather in New England, and it turned out it was a bad <laughs> idea to do that. Which uh, of his zero points did you like most? Yeah, on the other sideline, I, I had I, I played Tom Brady in a super flex mm-hmm. league. Uh, in that same game that you just knew was just going to be an ugly defensive game, and not that Brady's been playing that great lately, and I should have just benched him for another running back or a wide receiver. Similarly, I had to, uh, or I had to, huh? I played <laughs> Aaron Rodgers against the 49ers, on the road in San Francisco in a super flex league rather than start Jacoby Brissett. And the entire week I was telling myself, this is probably a bad idea to be throwing Aaron Rodgers out there. But Oh, he had a bye week, and, and he's the best quarterback, you know, maybe in the history of all things played with an inflated pigskin. Uh, long and short of it is, um, you know, better planning ahead to give myself maybe some better pivots by looking ahead to these crucial games towards the end of the season because I'm vying for playoff uh, mm-hmm. the, 
uh, playoff berths in both of these leagues. So um, that might have been a good idea. But I'm trying to, on the bright side of, of all this, uh, if you've got really good players who are coming off of uh, bad games or a bad string of games, go to DFS on Fantasy Track because their, <laughs> their dollar value, their, their cost might be a little more down this week than usual. So That's when you want to uh, play them. Exactly. Play them coming off those bad games where they're, they're – uh, their cost goes down a few hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah Tuvi is right. He beat me 113.54 to 113.44. Oh, I hate when that happens. Well, and we both had, like, I mean, we both played James White, who yeah, had his chuff. worst game of the season. Matt Ryan, who had his worst game of the season. Julio, who was about his worst of the season. As, as Bo was saying about Tom Brady, and I was thinking, and what a great opportunity for, you know, if you're not going to throw down the field in crappy weather, yeah, and you're not really a run the ball kind of team, and James White didn't didn't even get a target until no. late. The little bit of attention I paid to a game between you, two of the most annoying teams. You mean something that made sense to the to to us and and the fantasy football world uh, with, with, with the Patriots backfield? It, it didn't pan out the way you thought it would. <laughs> Shocking development, <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick. Thank yep. you very much. He's playing uh, like eight level chess, and we're yeah. playing tiddlywinks. Yeah, my uh, my regret was look. This is another one of those weeks where I was fortunate that my my biggest regret of the week, I mean, I guess it could have been James White and Cash there, but um, didn't cost me. I was going back and forth between Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield in my guillotine league, um, and I had to, you know, I put a waiver claim in, could only take one of them, and I ended up taking Wentz on Friday. Elshon and Nelson Aguilar not playing. Had I had the yeah. opportunity to switch them out Sunday morning, I would have, but that's just in the, the format. I couldn't add anybody. Um, you know, luckily I had that garbage time touch. Well, I shouldn't say luckily. I didn't need it because I had Fournette and Derrick Henry. So I, I was not going to finish last <laughs> thanks to, to those two guys. But, um, yeah, that just was – we had talked about Mayfield in last week's show, how he's been on, you know, trending upwards, and he had that Miami matchup that's good for any quarterback. Um Whereas, you know, Wentz was at home against the Seattle defense, that's fine, not great. But he, Wentz just has looked – he hasn't looked great. And I, this Sunday he looked as bad as he's kind of yeah. ever looked. Yeah. Well, um, and, and like you said, I mean, who's who's left that he's throwing to? That's yeah, just the tight ends. Ertz tight ends. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, look, and I actually benched Amari in that guillotine league. I put in Cooper Cup. Not that he yeah. scored – I mean, he scored like six. But, um, yeah, it was a rough, rough go for Amari. Uh, last week, so my apologies. Actually, no, I need you to take some more zeros if I'm going to get in the playoff. Right now you have the last Dynasty League playoff spot by points going into this last week. For, for our, our Dynasty the, League, the three, A2D, the, yeah. Yeah, my team's hit the skids and in that. Adam's like 16 points behind you. I'm like 19 points behind you going into this last week. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to catch up because they have Saquon Barkley and Julio Jones, and they don't like scoring points. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched Saquon in that Bears game. That oh. dropped. He should have had like a fifty-yard oh. touchdown. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I saw. Yeah, because I've got him on my other dynasty league team. I saw that play. <laughs> I was just shaking my. head. I hit myself in my forehead, but I accidentally with my wedding ring caught my head, and I was like, "Oh, ow!" That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, rough. Anyway, he's averaged uh, two yards a carry over the last three weeks. Has eighty-eight yards on forty-four carries. It's not Which I believe is a, a great song from the early 80s. <laughs> 88 lines about 44 women. 
Come on. You guys I have 99 Luff Balloons. That's, that's it. Yeah, I, that's the one. I think that's what he was going for. Uh, very good. All right. Well, before we get to uh, news here, we want to talk Fantasy Labs. And honestly, the that's one thing. We should talk about this with Fantasy Labs. So if you are a, a newish user of Fantasy Labs or you go to FantasyLabs.com and use that code 10OFF, that's 10OFF, uh, to get 10 off a trial membership over there. When you're looking at their models, especially when it comes to cash, it it's important to understand the what they're doing with their projections. So they've got uh, a ceiling projection, uh, their median projection, and a floor projection. And, um, you know, median, you know, roughly average. It's not mean, but it's sort of where Is it they mode? think. No, it's not mode. Okay. Um, but... My it, understanding. <laughs> it's a um, when you're dealing with it for cash specifically, like I picked James White based in part on the model at Fantasy Labs, but there's a low floor there, and a lot of that is price driven when it's coming to the value, right? Um, and it's just it, it's important to realize that uh, in, there is so much variance within that that building a, a cash team based solely on the model. You're, you're oftentimes going to run into some issues, and it's not because of the way they're doing their modeling. It's just the way you have to model, right? I, I think a good example is look at the Tampa Bay receivers. Week to week, they're within a couple of points each other in the, in the projections because they're both top ten wide receivers, but they almost never have big weeks on the same week. One guy has 40 <laughs> points, one guy has 10, and then it flip-flops. Look you know? no further than last week. Right, right. And so those are the types of things that you just need to make sure as you as you get used to using Fantasy Labs, you know, that stuff becomes a little more um, you know, kind of innate and in your process. But it's important to not rely solely on the models. Use the models to inform what you're doing and find the values. But know when you're building the team, sort of where your risk tolerances are and the risk levels are at. So um, just something to know. But I think that the fact that Fantasy Labs has those ceiling and floor and median projections in there is so helpful to just, you know, as you're looking at it, help you make those decisions as opposed to just hitting optimize and move on. It's optimizing the median projections, and that's not necessarily always going to help you uh, in a cash lineup. And that's where it's fun to play with that multi-lineup button. Mm -hmm. And I like to just... You know, throw together, I think 12 is my magic number. And then just kind of go through and see. If, uh, first off, it, it uh, tells you mm-hmm. the percent of, of ownership of each of those. But I'm like, oh, that's a guy I didn't consider. Or, oh, yeah, they're, they're reinforcing. I think player X is, mm-hmm. is my guy. And then, you know, as, as you put that lineup together, it doesn't have to be that, that perfect optimize that, yeah, that they yeah. give to, you know, that you go in and click the button. That, that would be the lazy me. This is the <laughs> me that puts in a little bit more work, and yeah, I should yeah. probably start doing that this week. You're, no, you're exactly right. The multi-lineups, that, I mean, that's where I will. I'll type in the numbers and my, my guys that I don't want or guys that I want it, you know, no more than 20% or 80% or whatever. And I, and they do such a good job using their algorithm of game stacking and you can select how you want that to be done. You know, um, you know, only one running back in a game, for instance, or use wide receiver and tight end on team opposite your stack when possible. Those kind of things. Or in hockey, don't play shooters against the goalie that you're smart. Yes. (laughs) And, and the feature that I love, and again, we're not, we, can never talk too much hockey on this show but <laughs> you can completely eliminate like i don't acknowledge the existence of the dallas stars because Who? they're yeah, exactly so i just i take them out of my you know i 
they don't even they don't even factor them in for me, so I don't have to worry about there you go. the team that shouldn't exist. So make sure you're checking all of that out over at fantasylabs.com. Use that code one zero O F F. If your your season long team's out of it, now's the time to uh, go in there and play some uh, DFS and let Fantasy Labs help Win you. Win some Christmas money. That's a good good idea. Meanwhile, let's throw over to Bo at the Channel Score News Desk. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? News this week, and I made. A I've just bit been of an handed an urgent here and horrifying the, uh, news story on this podcast, and I need all of you to stop desk. what you're doing uh, and listen. We're going to talk about the news from the Thanksgiving games here first. Oh, smart! And we'll Ooh. let you react to them. So the let people me show you who, what the turkey hole is. That's Thanksgiving exactly. News. Thank you. So let's do that, and then we'll move on to the Sunday and Monday okay. game. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, Bears-Lions, Matthew Stafford back injury, could miss the rest of the season. We do not know yet what's going on there. Uh, don't plan on him. Jeff Driscoll, hamstring injury. The only other quarterback on the roster is David, is it Bluff it, or it, Blow? That, that quarterback or? is going to be a Blow job. It's David Blow. <laughs> wow. uh, UDFA from Purdue. Oh, Acquired in a trade Blau. from Cleveland. I, d- I did my digging into Blow. Good. Real good. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's not great, Bob. <laughs> uh, no significant news coming out of the Bills-Cowboys game, I don't think, for Thursday. Unless the Cowboys lose, then Jerry Jones might have a significant announcement to make afterwards <laughs> about the coaching situation. You if, mean if now? his health situation. <laughs> Ten years of evidence isn't enough. It's going to be one Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, in the Saints-Falcons game, uh, Devonta Freeman foot injury. Looks like he's ready to return. Yeah, Thank goodness. Duper. Brian Hill's been awful. Yeah. And uh, Austin Hooper with that knee injury. Looks like uh, it's going to be another week off here on Thursday. Uh, but could be back for week catorce. Uh, just in time for the playoffs. Excellent. Those are two guys that uh, several of my teams are depending heavily on and we're we're doing a rough job of treading water waiting for them to come back mm. uh meanwhile that uh, atlanta defense by the way the big bad falcons defense just uh, oh that, they that Raj is running scared of this is, this is, <laughs> it's a nice run for them uh okay moving on to the sunday well, games uh, we should i i threw julio jones in there too because he is oh. not practicing with that shoulder injury so Worth noting. And not a short week. Yes, yeah, yeah. it is worth noting. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Just more for Kelvin Ridley. Yes. Feed him. I agree. Uh, Sunday games, uh, looking at the Bengals first. Uh, Andy Dalton's back under center for Yay. Cincinnati. Uh, the Ryan Finley era is over for now. Yeah, uh, we'll just go ahead and call it over. <laughs> uh, with the Colts, lots of injuries here to talk about. Eric Ebron with the ankle injury went on injured reserve. Marlon Mack with Maj the hand happy. injury. <laughs> Uh, Max out another week. T.Y. Hilton with the calf injury played last week. Didn't do too well. Iffy again for this week. Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, who Maz just uh, spoke about. Hand injury might explain some of the bad passes that he threw was week. Yeah, it sounds like a Rodney Dangerfield situation. Like, ah, my arm, I think it's broken. <laughs> it looked like it was. <laughs> so, uh, so Ty stepping in to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jordan Howard with the shoulder injury uh, still considered day-to-day-ish. Aren't we all? Get cleared for contact, for goodness sakes, please. In the uh, in the Packers-Giants matchup, uh, Packers side, Brian Belaga will have uh, Tuvi uh, react to that. He's got that knee injury, could be out a while. Evan Ingram with the foot injury, keep tabs on him. He's had the uh, he's had a couple games off now. but yeah, it's uh, been a while. Uh, Golden Tate, just when Sterling Shepard comes back from his concussion, Golden Tate gets a concussion. He's Maybe in the protocol contagious. this week. Could yeah. be. We don't know. Uh, 
the Browns. David Njoku with the wrist injury last week. We mentioned that he could be back in time for week Catorce. I think they have the matchup. Week with 15 is Arizona. Week 15, yeah. Arizona. He actually might be back this week. There's, there's, there's yeah, an outside chance yeah. with that wrist injury. So keep an eye on That'd that. That'd be weak triskaidekaphobia. Yeah, so what? Or something. Uh, the other, the other sideline in the, that Cleveland game, uh, the fight night uh, rematch. Uh, Devin, Devlin Hodges, Duck Hodges, is the Steelers. He's going to wear two helmets. Starting <laughs> quarterback this week. James Conner with the shoulder injury is trending towards being out again. He's missed three of the last four games. Juju Smith-Schuster has the concussion and the knee injury. Uh, so his status is definitely up in the air. Track that this week. Uh, 49ers, Matt Breda with the ankle injury. Uh, keep tabs on him this week. Robbie Gold, the kicker, with the quad injury, looks like he's close to returning this week. In that Chiefs-Raiders game, Tyreek Hill has the hamstring but had the bye week to recover. Looks like he could return. Hunter Renfro, get this, broke a rib, punctured a lung. He kept playing last week, but I don't think he's not playing this week. And then on Monday night, uh, the triumphant return of Adam Thielen uh, from that hamstring injury. The Vikings coming off the bye week. And uh, looks like he's going to play because they let Josh Doxson go. It was a, it was a great run for him in the purple. Yeah. So, That's an upgrade. I don't, I don't know if, you know. <laughs> slight upgrade. Yeah. All right, uh, so. I think that's all of them. Do we go that, start with Thanksgiving? Where do we go? Yeah, we're, yeah. Let's start back with the Thanksgiving games with the, the Lions quarterback situation. Well, obviously, you're not starting uh, the the blow guy. Um, <laughs> I I don't think I'm going to start any what about Kenny receivers. Galladay? I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, I'm benching him if, this week. If Jeff too. Driscoll wow. doesn't play, I don't. Uh, it's got to be pretty dire straits in your receiving well, even situation. Even if Jeff Driscoll does play with a gimpy leg. Against that Bears pass rush, it just Meh. doesn't. I mean, it's not doesn't ideal. Look like a great recipe. No, I, I. Although strange things happen on Thanksgiving, they do, and it's it's in Detroit, and they Driscoll's at least throwing jump balls to Galladay, and if he's got a bad leg and he can't rush anymore, then that might be another attempt or two per game uh, yeah. going Galladay's way. But I certainly am not uh, trusting Amendola or or Marvin Jones. So the only lion you would start. Potentially is Galladay on Thanksgiving. Gosh, I mean, well, if the, I could see Jones, maybe if Driscoll goes, maybe. I think you guys are underselling David Blau. Do you think so? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> you just want to say his name. I, like I think that's a, a good reason to have an early dinner. You can just skip that game entirely and move right on We're, to the yeah. mid-afternoon. We game. are set up for my pre-regret, though, because these last these <laughs> I last, love the uh, fact that I've, I've made pre-regretting a thing. These last two weeks, Mitch Trubisky has outscored Tom Brady, and in uh, his last two games against the Lions, Mitch has thrown three touchdown passes in each of those games. Meanwhile, Brady's getting to go play in nice, uh, friendly confines in Houston. No weather, no defense to speak of mm-hmm. to, to go against, and... I'm strongly considering playing Mitch over Brady. Wow. And uh, if I do, I know do it's it. going to be bad. Do it. Because do it. you got the pre-regret. Otherwise, you're a Bears fan. I mean, One way or the other. win I don't know what decision I'm going to make, but I promise you it'll be the wrong one. <laughs> uh, what about the thanks, uh, Thanksgiving night game? Thanksgiving Eve. After all the turkey hole um, with the Falcons situation. Devonta Freeman, throw him right back out there against I mean, the Saints. If you need him, it's not a great yeah, matchup. No, and not a great matchup at all. It's not like Freeman was 
you know, lighting the world on fire before he got hurt either. So he's a low-end wide receiver, or wide receiver. <laughs> he's a terrible wide receiver. Low-end <laughs> running back, too, I would say. I don't know, Tubi. Well, we're off the bye week, so you shouldn't, in theory, be scrambling. And, yeah. and we've seen that the other guys they're plugging in aren't getting it done. So I guess if, if, you know, if you've been waiting, like me, for Devonta Freeman to come back and, and you don't have another filler on your team, it's a lousy matchup, and my expectations are going to be low. But he can catch he can catch passes and against that pass rush, you know, with Cam Hayward punching people in the face or Cam Jordan punching people mm-hmm. in the face, uh, he might get a few dump offs. And, and with no Austin Hooper, it's going to be and maybe no Julio. I mean, they're going to have to lean on Freeman, right? So I could talk myself One into Freeman. Think, That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> I could easily talk myself into Freeman. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday games. Andy Dalton do anything for you, his return, or mm. any part of the Bengals' offense? I'm, I, I came into this season a little higher on Dalton than most just because I thought that that offense was going to play at a fast pace and Dalton was going to get rid of, rid of the ball quickly, which he was actually the best quarterback, or the best, I don't, I don't know if you call it good or not, but he got rid of the ball the quickest of any starting quarterback uh, prior to his uh, benching unceremoniously and now he gets a a Jets defense that's fairly good against the run I'm curious to see how the Bengals change up their play calling because when Mm -hmm. Finley came in and showed he was a terrible quarterback at football (laughs) things they started giving Joe Mixon a lot of work and do they continue doing that and limit Dalton or are they like you know what just go out there and sling it against these Jets uh, because their secondary is where you attack them and I wonder if Andy Dalton's return might hasten the return of a certain Bengals wide receiver AJ if, if Dalton um, performs well in this first game if AJ all of a sudden says hey <laughs> feeling pretty good yeah <laughs> it could happen well and I think that had we had this news when we made our 50-50 draft somebody probably would have taken Dalton I mean he's and in DFS he's he's minimum he's 10k yep so it's it's not the worst play in the world at quarterback this week uh, the Colts situation, Ebron on the IR. Maj, we know how you feel about that. Uh, Marlon Mack still out and T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Colts offense, man. So much potential there, and they just can't stay healthy. No, well, we'll talk about two of the three in uh, 50-50. We probably will. Let's not mow that line. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz with the hand injury and Jordan Howard with the shoulder. Who's, and, who's and healthy? I don't, who's I don't know if they're if they're wide if if they have any wide receivers still alive. Uh, no, I think Harold Carmichael is on one side and uh, and uh, Mike. Quick. Well, this is this is a matchup at Miami, and so where? Uh, oh yeah, where, are the, where are the Eagles going to no, be? No, I this I, week? I know what you're setting I, me up I for. I swear here. to God, I know where. They're, oh, um, they're down in South Beach. They that's, are. Uh, yes. I'm in town to play the Dolphins. You dumbass. That's right. That's, that's Carson. That's exactly. Um, right. So, gosh, it's. If you've been relying on Carson Wentz and he's just been completely sabotaging your team, thank you. This that's, is that's me. This is the week <laughs> that you. This is the week that you bench him and he throws for four <laughs> touchdown passes because they're in Miami. But I, you know, I'm really hoping that Howard plays in this one because I mean, again, it's in Miami, um, and Miles Sanders. They, he really hasn't done a lot. I mean, part of it's because Carson Wentz can't throw a ball to the flat to save his life. <laughs> oh, man, um, did he miss that touchdown last <laughs> week? Yeah, as that, a, as a Miles was... Sanders owner, that one pained me. They, they kept showing the replays from different angles, and I was looking for a reason why that happened. 
like some sort of an excuse, and then no. just, just nothing. No. He was that seeing was, double, it was earthquake. He was seeing <laughs> double, except the double he was seeing was Miles Sanders standing on top of yeah. the other Miles. Sanders. Yeah, he should have thrown to the bottom, Miles Sanders. Uh, it's, I, I do think that if Howard comes back, they give him a ton of carries in this one, just because oh, yeah. there's no receivers. Wentz hasn't looked right, and and Miles Sanders not necessarily all his fault, but hasn't really been able to you know, deliver on, on this extended workload. So, yeah, if he – that's one to me where that's a decision I have in our Dynasty League is Howard or Freeman and if, if Howard comes back. And I'm strongly leaning Howard. I would need to be convinced to not go that route at this point. All right, we'll do what we can. Okay. Uh, that Packers-Giants game, we've got uh, the Evan Ingram situation might return, uh, Golden Tate in concussion protocol, and then – on Green Bay's side, the biggest injury of note is their uh, star tackle, Brian Balaga, too. Your thoughts on the Packers well, losing Brian Balaga maybe for a game or two such or a, longer. He's such a good fit with Aaron Rodgers because you kind of have to know how to block for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he he moves up in the pocket and, and he buys time and he'll hang on to the ball. And, and Balaga has you know, made a killing out of doing that. He... Pro Football Focus. I, I think if they could uh, cast him, you know, if they could clone him and make a thousand Brian Bulagas, they'd they'd be thrilled. Chris Collinsworth would have him in his basement because they <laughs> they love Brian Bulaga. But fifteen sacks the last four games, more than half of the sacks of the Packers' whole season have come in the last four games. That line is not playing well, and to take mm. a piece out of it when Rogers already not playing particularly well he's had, he had a historically bad game this mm-hmm. past one against he's had uh, i believe three games in my lineup under yeah uh, three games under a hundred uh passer rating which is is a stumble for him maybe he needs a new uh, agent or should switch <laughs> switch insurance companies or something i don't know smart uh the steelers offense uh, with their injury concerns and a new quarterback your thoughts can't get any worse than the old one. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to start uh, Duck Hodges. I know that. And if Juju's healthy, I mean, obviously we saw from from the one decent pass he threw, the James Washington touchdown, that uh, he's not afraid to yolo. I, I mean, mm-hmm. if you come into the season as as the number three guy, and right. you're getting you're getting run, why not? Yeah. I mean, what's you could you could opt to be like. Dude A, who said, I'm going to check down like crazy mm-hmm. and then get smacked in the head with a helmet. Or right. you could be the duck collar and, and start chucking that thing. <laughs> and I I think you could do worse. If Juju's healthy, you, he's probably going to get four or five deep shots. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed. That's one where this – that's a decision, unfortunately, where these Thanksgiving games come into play. Like, yep. I've got a Juju or holiday decision to make, mm-hmm. and – I mean, if I don't know for sure he's playing, yeah. and I know that Dr- Jeff Driscoll's not playing, I have to hold <laughs> my nose and play Kenny Galladay. So, um, unfortunate part of this week. But I, I'm kind of with you because, um, in a, yeah, in addition to YOLO, I mean, how about just throw it to the the one really good guy exactly. a lot of times? <laughs> yep. uh, that that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Uh, with the 49ers, Matt Breda, if when he returns, which could be soon, how does that change your opinion of that? Backfield committee, no, stays back. Man. Back to ba- back same to, as it ever yeah, was. I was going to say he's the he's the new old Raheem Mostert. <laughs> and it's we they've they've continued to use that same style of rotation, and 
Um, you know, I, Mostert's honestly, to me, looked just as good, if not better, than Coleman. And, and same with Breida. Um, Coleman does seem to still be getting a little more pass game work and be the one by the goal line. So, you know, Coleman continues to be the safer yep. fantasy play, but I don't know that I would argue he's the highest upside play uh, just because he's probably the least likely to break a long one. And not in this matchup. I mean, you, you don't want, if you can avoid it, a, a timeshare in a matchup against a team mm-hmm. like the Ravens. So. Right, yeah. Not not the spot you want to be playing them. And I think going forward, though, the, the 49ers' schedule gets uh, pretty decent down the stretch. Eh, they've no. got the Saints next and the Falcons. The Rams, that'll be an easy one in Week 16 for them. So The Rams are supposed uh, to have a good run defense. Yeah, You wouldn't think so by watching Monday night's game. Right. All right, and then, uh, well, Tyreek Hill, if he comes back from the hamstring, you know you're going to play him. Yep. Then on Monday night, football, Adam Thielen coming back in Seattle. I think you Do we trust him? him? Back in. Yeah. Are we trusting Thielen this time? I would. I mean, with how good Kirk Cousins has been playing. Yeah. I, and, and how much that offense is needed. And, as, you know, BC's played well. Rudolph has played Rudolph's well. Rudolph's filled Diggs in. has the had some zone. home runs. Yeah. But he's he's kind of the – you know, you put him in, it's and it's a lot more dynamic offense, and he'll get fed. So, it's the the trick is it's a Monday. So, you know, may, yeah. what do you have BC on standby? Maybe is your option. Yeah, or, you'd have to, or one of your Seahawks or, wider, or a more, Seahawk probably. Wider, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's smart having one one of those spots dedicated to to a player just in just in case. But we're all expecting Thielen's going in this one. Yes. How long he lasts is another question. <laughs> Hopefully, the bye week helped. All right, that's it for the news. Cool. Now the weather. We <laughs> it's snowing like a banshee outside. And now over to Maj with the traffic. <laughs> well, we do have some uh, whatevers that uh, we, we have time to, to get to these. Um, Bo, you have an interesting one here. Yeah, well, basically what a difference a year makes. You know, a few weeks ago, Maj told everybody on this podcast, go ahead and drop uh, Jared Goff last week. I said, go ahead and bench Cooper Cup, which was the correct move, except for Maj had to start him over Amari Cooper, which was the right move, as it turns (laughs) out. Uh, We were both right. Uh, This might be Todd Gurley's uh, swan song here against Arizona, last usable week for him or any of the Rams. They're averaging fewer than 12 points per game over their last three. I don't have to go into details here. We've all seen what they've been doing lately. They've not looked like the Super Bowl team from last year at all. It might be time to pull the plug in these guys. And if your trade deadline is Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving week, this, this week Thanksgiving here, Eve. it's, it's a, it's a, a trade deadline in a lot mm-hmm. of leagues. Uh, this might be an opportunity to sell high on Todd Gurley on the fact that, you know, hey, he's got the Cardinals this week and that might be a good right. matchup for him. Then, you know, he's got Seattle next week, which isn't horrible. And then, after that, just don't tell them that they get no. the Cowboys and the 49ers after right. that it's, because uh, it'll be all be over then. I think it's smart. You're and you're very, you're looking for a very specific team, one that needs a win this week mm-hmm. to make the fantasy playoffs. And, and there are has, teams that are yes. in that spot that just have their win that they win yeah. and they're in. Yeah, and and they have a running back injury yes. or or Marlon Mack or somebody yes. like that. That is the exact team you're looking for. So uh, go 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 sell Todd Gurley this week if you can because the bottom is about to drop out, and uh, this is the last opportunity for him. Yeah, those offensive line fixes we saw a couple weeks ago, too, that didn't last too long. No, there's, there's only so much you can do with really duct tape and, and yeah. bailing wire and smoke <laughs> and mirrors. And, 
I think they they covered it. Yeah, we uh, my my whatever uh, is just about handcuffs. I mean, we've talked about this being the time of year to handcuff. Whoa. Now that the now that it's cold outside and uh, you're spending more time indoor. No, um, the you know, instead uh, <laughs> of getting your appellate time, get her a set of handcuffs That's, or a car. One of the two. Two I don't cars. Um, where was I? <laughs> handcuffs. Yes. No more bye weeks. And uh, you know we've been saying this is the the time of the season to. Get rid of those, you know, wide receiver fives and running back fours are basically the guys who are never going to see your starting lineup. And if they do, something's gone horribly, horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, all right, well, great. Wh- which guys do I go out and get? And I'm curious. I sort of have my priority list here that I'll give. I'm just kind of curious to your guys' reactions on yeah. on these. So um, my first one, uh, it, w- it wasn't my first one until uh, Sunday happened, yeah. but yeah. Rashad Penny. Um you know, he was a guy who was drafted and, and uh, may still be on teams anyway. And so, uh, well, I shouldn't say that because we know he's been dropped in a lot of leagues uh, based on our 50-50 draft. But we saw what happened on Sunday, and the fumbles came back to get Chris Carson, and now all of a sudden Rashad Penny may have himself a job. Now, he might not. We don't know. This one is is dicey um, in that we just we really can't know. There's not an injury here. So um, we're, we're – Fumbles. There are fumbles, but there's, there's guesswork here, I guess is what I'm saying. So yeah. there's there's more, um, I guess, downside or risk to this one because it could turn out to be nothing. Now, there's still, you know, Chris Carson could still get hurt, and that's the whole point of this handcuff thing is to have the next the next guy up. And we know Chris Carson would get a lot of work, or excuse me, Penny would get a lot of work if mm-hmm. Carson got hurt. So Penny's my number one just based on the fact that there could he could actually have this job going forward starting this week. From there, though, Alexander Madison is my next one. I had a hard time deciding between him and Tony Pollard, um, and I don't necessarily know that I have them in the right order right now. I really think that's kind of a coin flip um, if you do have access to both of them. Uh, I I know that there are are players out there who um, sort of go with the theory they're going to – they're not going to handcuff their guy. They're going to handcuff somebody else's to try to maximize their upside because let's say let's say they're the Zeke owner and Pollard's available. Well, they're going to go get Madison in case Dalvin gets hurt so they can start Zeke and Madison together. Right. Um, two, I, two versus none. Yeah. Theory. Or, yes. or And or hurt the owner who has sure, yeah. <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Uh, absolutely. Uh, they, yeah, there's definitely two pieces to that puzzle. Um, I'm, I'm more of a conservative player in that I would rather have the one guarantee than – shoot the moon there now there there are different scenarios where it's like i'm freaking desperate and i need something to happen I, if my one guy goes down it's not going to matter that i have this other one behind him mm-hmm. um i need to i need to find my way to two and in that case by all means um i don't know where are you guys at on that do you go for the the home run handcuff it's kind of case by case like you mentioned every every team's that you have that you own is probably a little different but by happenstance this year, I have the I tend to have the you know like I have Alex I have Madison on a couple of teams, and I don't have Delvin Cook on either one of those teams. I have Gus Edwards, who's next on one of the next yeah. guys on your list. Wait a moment, Juan. Yeah, uh, but uh, and I don't I don't have Mark Ingram, so it's uh, so I I, t- I I guess I'm playing the uh, the home run the home run path here. I'm uh, I like to sleep at night. You know I I like to if I've got Delvin Cook. I'd like to have Madison on my teams. If mm-hmm. I've got Zeke, I'd like to have Pollard. I don't mm-hmm. in all cases, and, and there are cases where the alternative is to do what Bo said and you know, 
go with that. You know, hope hope you have you benefit yeah. from somebody else's. Well, tragedy. there's still time to make a trade this That's week, true. probably if you all, if you do have Madison and you don't yeah. and you don't have yeah. Delvin Cook and you know it's you could possibly swing a deal just to make a guy like John Tuvey <laughs> sleep, uh, sleep well at That's, night. <laughs> I like to sleep. I think Bo's seen that at work. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. As, as Bo said, I have Gus Edwards next. I mean, what else can – how many superlatives can you use with this Ravens running game? I mean, yeah. they're just re- freaking I, ridiculous. I, if I, something I, happens I, to Ingram, Gus Edwards uh, – He's an RB1. RB1. Oh, yeah. I, I, you can make a case that he's number one on this list. I mean, sure. as, as good as Ingram's looked, if, if he goes down – or catches fumbleitis or something, mm-hmm. that offense is going to keep ticking with Lamar Jackson picking mm-hmm. up yards, and he's going to be handing it to somebody. Yeah, and that somebody is going to be Gus Edwards. To me, it's a volume thing, which is why I don't have Edwards higher because Mark Ingram is making hay on fifteen touches a game. Like it's a, and I, this is not a complaint. Like he's been extremely efficient, yeah. and it's just he doesn't have the. 20 carry 130 yard two touchdown game upside because he just doesn't get enough work to make that happen but when your average is like 90 in a touchdown who gives him whatever (laughs) you know it's your everything is going just fine but yeah I, I mean maybe maybe Edwards would get more work than Ingram because they don't trust Justice Hill you know we don't know that so you very well could be right he could deserve to be number one I think it's a very clear line though with those four um the next four I've got four more on my list just to note Wayne Gallman um you know the he had one real nice game with Saquon out this year and they don't have much else but that offense just isn't making a lot of room for Saquon and you know if Saquon can't make something happen with that What's Wayne Gallman going to do? Exactly. Um, yep. Rykel Armstead, uh, I I don't think he would get a Leonard Fournette workload, but if Fournette were to go down, he'd get most of it. Uh, and that offense can move the ball, and I think Armstead can catch a pass or two So uh, from Nick Foles, who's throwing the ball a lot. So he's next. I have Reggie Bonifant on here, and that's more just because – uh, I mean, if Christian McCaffrey goes down, that whole team is aft. But um, <laughs> right now, he is the backup. Now, a week from now, that could be Mike Davis. So that's when you got to keep your eye on the news, mm-hmm. really. I like Bonifant because that's fun to say. It is fun to say, <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, I have Bilal Powell is the last one. He's been getting work the last three weeks, and this is more of a um, – I mean, they they also have uh, Ty Montgomery there and a couple other guys. But, um, if I mean, obviously if Bell gets hurt, there there's room there. But then there's also the – you know, if the Jets are – you know, if the Jets lose another game, basically, in the next two weeks, they're pretty much out of it. And maybe they decide, you know what, we think we've got a shot next year and we're going to leave some more tread on, on Le'Veon Bell's tires. So mm-hmm. in that respect, I think I think Powell is uh, relatively useful in the handcuff realm. And, and, again, I think I might flip your bottom guy up to the top because we've seen Malal Powell in, mm-hmm. in a Le'Veon Bell workload have success. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, if – I could see Jets. him being the top yep. of this second tier. I, I like that dart. I think that'd be a an in, intriguing dart to Powell throw. Powell over, Gar- over Gallman. Yeah, as I'm a, down as with a that. Gallman owner, and like you said, if Barkley has 88 yards in the last three games mm-hmm. on 44 carries, you know what is Gallman going to do given that yeah. same opportunity? Yeah. The only other tweak I would make to your list, which is a very good list. Hey, I, thanks. I would put Madison number one. I just that, Madison over Penny. Yeah, it, that, and that's it, where I had him until it's, Sunday. He's every chance he's gotten this year. Uh, when when Dalvin's been resting on the sidelines for for a series after, you know, I yeah. It if, it, if Madison it were, every chance he's gotten, he's looked great. Yeah, and if Car if Carson hadn't fumbled this week, Penny would be yeah. four. He'd be number four on yeah. this list for me. And maybe bonus tip if you 
if you're the Cook owner and you can't get Madison and something were to happen to Cook, I think Abdullah sees some, you know, I, Madison's still the guy, probably yeah. a 65, 35, but Abdullah Abdullah's sees some definitely touches. definitely the next guy up after Madison, and they've been working him in. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, go out there and uh, get yourself some handcuffs. It's that time of year, gift-giving season. The furry ones are, are really good. <clears throat> yeah, yep, for sure. Okay, well, we got to talk. <clears throat> Somebody else talk about fantasy draft because I can't speak right now. I'll talk about <laughs> fantasy draft, the place where I play hockey. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's not what we're supposed to say, is well, it? Well, it is where you <laughs> it play is, hockey. It is you where might, play hey, hockey. Hey, why not? It's rake-free. And, and if you go to Fantasy Draft and enter the code, and this is this code's still good, and this is the time to do it. FF Party, you get a free seven day trial at Fantasy Draft, and you know if you go there when you listen to this podcast, that gives you all of Week 13 to play DFS. When and, you get two bites at the, over the you get two bites at the NFL Apple, yeah. being that it's Thanksgiving week, you can play some hockey over the weekend. You can play lots of hockey. Of, you know. I'm playing hockey tonight right now. The uh, the Thanksgiving slate's usually a lot of fun uh, with the with the three games and you know it ends up being these sort of scrubs and studs lineups because that's you know that's kind of what you gotta gotta do on the Thanksgiving slate. But right now I'm looking and with all the injuries, <clears throat> it's going to be a real intriguing unless you yeah. unless you want to really piss off your family and <laughs> just hover over your computer right until kickoff. Honey, yeah. can you bring the potatoes and the ale? Shut up. I'm putting in my lineup. Again, well, that's a family-by-family, case-by-case <laughs> basis here that you make that decision. Well, and they've, they've got a Hooters main event tournament just for that the Thursday slate, $50,000 Hooters main event, uh, 50000 in total prizes. Only $2,000. Uh, Matt, that's where the entries are capped. So, and – you, you know, pays out two thousand, two thousand, not pays one thousand, five hundred and fourteenth place. Yeah, it's a it's a fun slate to play on. I must have said something. Do they name them after me. different parts of the turkey? Because I, I I could see what you where you could go with that one. Right. Uh, we got a wishbone. We got a gauntlet, <laughs> hot route, pump and go, flea flicker, and it's the typical. There's also the two hundred thousand dollars entry. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah, well. Hang on. I've got a sound bite for that. I'm sure you do. Let me show you what the turkey uh, is. $200,000 Hooters main event Sunday only uh, as well. $200,000 in prizes. And, again, it is all rake-free. Use that code FFPARTY for that seven-day free trial. All right. You guys are terrible. That's not That's what I meant awful. at all. All right. Let's talk 50-50. These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next. John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. I did. Oh, did. All right, why don't you? Oh, first, that, so Bo last week. Cleaned the like, house. Yeah, Darnold, Williams, <laughs> I, Robbie Anderson, James Washington. And if I remember correctly, this was the lineup that I pre-regretted <laughs> yes, last week. It was, yeah. <laughs> I think we joked about, now watch, this lineup's going to go mm-hmm. off. It did. So. It did. We also had, we brought uh, Baker Mayfield to the table last week, uh, Bo Scarborough, Browns defense, Austin Seberts. We only had a handful of bad ones. Uh, no offense, which we said it was a tough matchup, and uh, that it played out that way. Corey Davis, no, no, no mas, and... Uh, Kenny Stills, which we did have the caveat if Will Fuller played, wasn't uh, right. Wasn't great. So we're going to go ahead and give ourselves a pass on that one. All right, I give enough. us. I give us a. I'm going to order a beer. Is what I'm going to do. Give us an A minus okay. for last I'm week's fifty fifty effort. Can I get the Breckenridge? You know, we've had some. I would like the Surly Magic Formula for Ooh. peace. 
That seems like a good idea. Yeah. Drink for peace. Amen. That's what I that's what I always drink to. Say a quick prayer and drink for world peace. What's that from? Groundhog Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, we only we only quote eighties, early nineties movies here. And I, I actually I watched that just like two months ago. So it, was, it seems it was, like I watch that every day. Mm-hmm. Weird. No. Oh. Anyway, Bo. I had first the first pick, pick and I took. Uh, I didn't take a quarterback, but I'll start with my quarterback. Yeah, that that's what we do here. Good work. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who's got multiple touchdown passes in four of his last five games, plus three rushing touchdowns, and he had 331 passing yards in the game where he only threw one touchdown pass in those five games. There's not actually many quarterbacks putting up better numbers right now uh, over the past I will. I'll weeks. tell you this. The, since he's become the starter, you can count the number of quarterbacks scoring more fantasy points per week than him on one hand, and that's if you've had four fingers cut off. Wow. Because it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar and Jackson. And then Ryan Tannehill. What yeah. if you're Antonio Alfonseca? You'd have to cut off five fingers. Okay. And Ryan Tannehill. You'd have to. You could just put Ben down. Who's been the second best quarterback <laughs> in fantasy football yeah. for the past five weeks is still available in 85% of ESPN leagues. And they play the yeah. Colts this week, which is not a daunting matchup. And he's, uh, for, for DFS purposes, he's quarterback Thank 16 you. on Fantasy Labs uh, for the Fantasy Draft slate of games this week because his, his play has got him up to $11,200. So his, his price is going up, yeah. but he's still middle of the pack in, in value. So uh, Ryan Tannehill. I don't know why he's still available in this many leagues. And with how much he's rushing, it's probably it's, that's probably a regret I should have is not even really – I haven't really considered him as a cash game. Court, like, I've just not even – I've just kind of passed right over him. And when a guy's running, he's got 38, 37, and 40 yards rushing, I want to say, his last three games. A few touchdowns in there. Yeah, three. Remember, he was a wide receiver until his last year in college. Uh, mm. People forget that. Mm-hmm. One of the knocks on him in the draft. And isn't he a free agent? He is. Yeah, there's talk about um, him getting franchised. Because <laughs> why? Why not? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, pr- make him prove it, right? Like you're gonna get you. Won't, you really want to lock up Ryan Tannehill to like a five year, <laughs> however many tens of millions of dollars contract? Yeah, I don't. St- the state of quarterbacks in in this league. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to lock up a quarterback, you're gonna have to pay huge dollars. So you're, you're right. Yeah, didn't I, Cousins I, get franchised twice? I mean, they're they're yeah. That's that's the way to play it. If you've got a veteran guy that you don't necessarily trust, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pay somebody that amount of money. Why? Yeah. Why lock it up long term when? You well, can? I'm trusting Tannehill this week. Smart. It's a good move. To me, I'm trusting the guy who, after his big game last week, he went out and got wasted and <laughs> hooked up with some. Girly met in a bar. I, did, I must you have missed this. Oh, I missed the story. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter as much this week as I as I would like, but I saw that and I'm like, click. <laughs> I mean, if you're an NFL quarterback, a young yeah bachelor, I assume. Yeah, apparently he had he a just girlfriend. had mono. Oh, that's right. Well, he's well, healthy this, now. This <laughs> might explain a few things. He's just getting back in the saddle, man. Uh, yeah, he went out and got wasted with the team after that big win, and then uh, he he uh, had some company I at mean, the bar. Told the ladies he's the bad guy from The Incredibles, and everybody <laughs> loved him. Of course, we're talking about Sam Darnold, who uh, went, oh yeah, we didn't even say went off for Bo last week, and this week he's my quarterback. He gets the Bengals for twelve thousand five hundred dollars on fantasy draft. 
The Bengals are not as bad as maybe you think. They're only allowing the oh, second yeah, most are. fantasy <laughs> points to quarterbacks. Um, and Darnold, 608 yards and six passing touchdowns in his last two games. He's got two rushing touchdowns in the last three games. So I want to get wasted and hook up with Sam Darnold. <laughs> he's, he's my quarterback this week. <laughs> Guess we're doing the show for New York next week. Um, <laughs> it's like a Family Guy episode, watching Tubi hit on Sam Darnold at the bar. You can see it now. Oh, God. All right. Uh, I'm going with uh, Nick Foles, BDN, baby, going against Tampa Bay. 11,200 over at Fantasy Draft. That makes him uh, quarterback 10, according to Fantasy Labs, in terms of his rating in their cash model. I mean, he's at home against Tampa Bay. They're allowing the second most fantasy points to quarterback. This despite Matt Ryan's inability to do anything against them mm. last week. Um, what I really like with Foles is back, he's been back two games, 47 and 48 pass attempts in those two <laughs> games. They're just letting it rip, man. Hey, arms arms rested. Yeah. Well, might as well get some innings out of yeah, it, if right? Yeah, if you're going to throw hey. it that much against this Tampa Bay defense, you, even if you have a bad day, you're going to luck <laughs> into a couple of touchdowns. So I like, uh, I like Foles a lot in this one. Running backs, Bo. I only have one, and he was my first pick in our 50-50 draft. Jonathan Williams still available, surprisingly. When we did this draft on Tuesday morning, it's still available in 70%. Yeah, he'll, the by, by the so time you've listened to this, this, it's probably going to be up. Probably closer to 50%, <laughs> yeah, so probably I would think. He's had uh, back-to-back 100-yard games plus a touchdown and three receptions last week. He's the clear starter with Mar- Marlon Mack out again. This week, uh, Jordan Wilkins, here's another regret from last week. I threw him <laughs> into one of my lineups last week when, once I once I heard he was going to play. And, uh, yeah. That was that another, was Another news. zero. Fortunately, had, not in the same lineup as Amari Cooper. Yeah, so then that, I, you got in for a snap. Yeah. <laughs> Missed the pass block. That's fantastic. Nice. Uh, Jonathan Williams is running back nine on Fantasy Labs this week. Only $10,000 at Fantasy Draft. I imagine he will be in quite a few DFS yeah. lineups this week. Yeah, he's going to be a cash game running that's back. My only, sure. That's my only running back. It's the only one I need. I, we're going to work up to Maj's uh, wishbone backfield. I, I've got two running backs this week. The first is uh, Peyton Barber against Jacksonville, a team that's allowed four 100-yard rushers in the last three games. You do the math, that's more than one a game. Mm. Yeah, yeah we, it is. We thought this was uh, Rojo's job, but Barber has 11 carries in two of the last three games. So I think there's a, especially against a defense like Jacksonville, there's enough left over. And as an added bonus, I knew I didn't know this until after he was on my roster, Peyton Barber's price at Fantasy Draft is... It's nice. It's under $7,000. That's all so like I need to say. 6800 uh, right A little, little more, a little more. And for my other running back, I'm going with, I don't know how this guy's not taken in more than half the leagues. He's the third leading rusher in the history of the National Football League. It's Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. Yeah, Frank it's Frank Gore. Gore. $8,500 against Dallas. Uh, nine touchdowns. Um, uh, Gore, Gore's got the lesser share than Singletary, but he's still getting, he's got 26 carries in the last two games, and it's not a great matchup, but as some volume there, and we've talked about how thin the the uh, running backs are, and, you know, Frank Gore, pour one out for a dude that's had 600 yards from scrimmage for 15 straight yeah, seasons. That's something, man. After, after tearing both ACLs. <laughs> man. Not too shabby. Good on him. Nice career, Frank Gore. 
Uh, I have uh, Trace Amigos here on my uh, – I've got a flex, two flexes and a running back in our 50-50 lineup. I, I took Rashad Penny going against Minnesota. He's at 9,900 over at Fantasy Draft. You know, we talked about fumbling finally cost Chris Carson here. Penny actually got all the work down the stretch. Like, after Carson's fumble, he came in for the next series, got one carry, and then was done. Did not uh, come off the sideline after that. I think Penny had seven carries from there. Um Anyway, it was 14 to 8 in favor of Penny and carries 14 to 12 in overall touches. Vikings are allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Um, that's kind of on the strength of they've limited touchdowns. Only three rushing touchdowns allowed yep. to running backs all season. A couple of receiving ones as well. But, um, you know, I think that if this is his job, you know, that Rashad Penny is a, is a running back too. It's just, you know, we're, we're betting on Chris Carson not being – installed back as the lead horse here and we'll see what happens uh benny snell going against cleveland also at 9900 fantasy labs has him as running back 38 in the cash model over at fantasy draft <clears throat> bronze have actually been solid against the run but they are shorthanded due to injuries and suspensions at the moment snell was given feature back duties last week and uh you know second time this season and for the second time he delivered he had 98 yards on 21 carries behind you know what is still a good offensive line in pittsburgh uh and you know, maybe they'll take some pressure off that Doug Hodges guy by giving Benny Snell 20 touches in this one. And then speaking of a guy who might get 20-plus touches, especially if they're another guy with a third-string quarterback potentially is Bo Scarborough going against Chicago. He's at 8,900. Fantasy Labs has him as their running back 21 in cash game models. And Bears mid-pack against the run. Scarborough is clearly the bell cow. He's had 32 carries the last two games. And how he might have 32 carries in this game if because uh, it's not like the Bears are probably going to run away with anything and uh, if they're trying to mm. limit a third string quarterback they they will have no problem letting Scarborough mm. get his uh, you know it's a good game script play run his huh? run his run himself into that line uh, a couple dozen times and hope he breaks one or two no Akeem Hicks still right right yeah so the Bears can be run on a little bit yeah you have a fourth running back no I ran done? out of spots oh, oh okay uh, wide receivers then. I'll go. Yes. I have three of them. Trace. Uh, Darius Slayton's my first guy. Sterling Shepard's uh, return from his concussion put a little bit of a dent in Slayton's targets last week, but didn't relegate him to being an afterthought. And now Golden Tate caught the concussion bug uh, with with the Giants. So Do you have to headbutt for that to happen? I, that I, don't, transfer? I don't know. I He caught it. I think they're airborne bugs. Ah, where you can just like. Okay. Sneeze and it comes yeah. out of your head and goes, and never mind. <laughs> uh, Slayton's going to be a flex player, I think, starting this week for the rest of the season. He has the Packers this week, then he's got the Eagles, then he's going to be in Miami to play the Dolphins, or maybe they're in New York to play the Dolphins. I'm not sure. And then they play Washington. So some easy matchups coming down the stretch for Darius Slayton. My next uh, wide receiver is James Washington, who I used last week in my stellar 50 50 lineup. Worked out pretty well. He caught that 79 yard touchdown pass from. Our guy, Duck Hodges. Yeah. And uh, I'm going back to the well for another round of Fight Club against the Browns this week with James Washington. My last guy, <sighs> love-hate relationship with Anthony Miller. Going back <laughs> to the well here, though. Six receptions in consecutive games now. And he had a season-high 77 yards last week. He has 20 targets over the last two games. And now Taylor Gabriel, who we didn't mention in the news, he has a concussion on a short week, so I don't mm-hmm. think he's playing on Thanksgiving. And the Lions are kind of meh against the pass, so 
I don't know. There might be something here to Anthony Miller. He hasn't scored yet this year, but the targets are way up. Well, like I said, Mitch Trubisky is going to throw three touchdown passes, so somebody's going to catch him. Apparently Miller's going to get his first one. (laughs) All right. It's got to happen sometime. All right, I'm going to give you the ABCs of building a 50-50 wide receiver core. My A is... uh, well, we, nobody wants the naked Sam Darnold except maybe that one oh, yeah, that, hookup that yeah. he got wasted John with. John I guess. Uh, yeah, and me. <laughs> uh, Robbie Anderson against the Bengals, $9,900 on fantasy draft. He's got a touchdown in each of the last two games, so um, Sam and I will get wasted and hook up with Robbie Anderson. <laughs> the B in <laughs> my why not. Why not is I'm glad we don't have a graphic designer on staff. <laughs> These um, show notes are going to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with A.J. Brown this against the, the Colts. that we keep talking about. <laughs> A.J. Brown, uh, $10,500 on Fantasy Draft. We talked about how well Ryan Tannehill's been playing. A.J. Brown, only one clunker in his last five games and 134 yards and a touchdown last week against Jacksonville. So uh, here's my way of getting in on the Ryan Tannehill action and uh, going with A.J. Brown. And my C in the ABCs. The double C, Chris Connolly against uh, the really bad <laughs> Tampa squared. Bay Buccaneers, $8,800 on fantasy draft. The Bucks are allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers. They've allowed 10 different wide receivers to top 50 yards or score or both in the last four games. So plenty of opportunity for Connolly, who has seven or more targets in each of his last five games. For a team that's lost the last three games by a combined 65 points, i got to believe Oof. they're going to be putting the ball in the air, and uh, Chris Connolly is giving hey. me a share of that action. Yeah, I told you, Nick Foles, man, all those pass attempts. Mm-hmm. they got to go to somebody. Uh, let's see where we at. Oh, I've got two wide receivers. Randall Cobb going against Buffalo. He's at 10,600, uh, way down in terms of value on Fantasy Labs uh, this week. But um, Buffalo is allowing the fifth fewest wide receiver fantasy points. That's probably why. They have been had a little bit by slot guys this year. Jameson Crowder, um, Jarvis Landry, Jakeem Grant. So there's possibilities here. And Cobb keeps getting targets. He's now had 30 targets in his last four games. He's only been under 86 yards once in those four, and he's scored twice. Uh, you know, again, the matchup, this could be a spot where those numbers take a hit. But uh, you kind of want to keep riding this uh, this streak with Randall Cobb, especially, I mean, you know, with Amari Cooper, yeah. you don't know how much of it's injury, how much of it's, you know. I've got Cobb uh, in a few uh, season-long lineups this week. Yeah. He's, he's been doing well lately. He has been doing well. So is Debo Samuel. He's going against Baltimore this week. Another one where, like the player, the matchup not as um, appetizing. He's at 10,200 this week, so he's down there in the 40s as well for value on the Fantasy Labs ratings. But Ravens are mid-pack. Uh, getting better, though, against wide receivers and fantasy point allowed just because they added Marcus Peters, uh, you know, midway through the season. Jimmy Smith's getting healthy, so or has got, gotten healthy. Um, Debo's got 40 or more yards in four straight games, 200-yard games in that stretch, and a touchdown in there. Um, you know, Kittle's back, and Emmanuel Sanders is certainly one to get some targets as well. Um, I don't know. I still I just got a feeling about Debo this week. I think he's, yeah. he's going to keep it going. It's, uh, you know, he's... Like I said, third option in that passing game and maybe fourth or fifth overall in the offense when you take in those running backs. So while the Ravens are paying attention to everybody else, maybe Debo sneaks in there and uh, does a little something for you. Let's talk tight end. All right, I've got dose tight ends. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is my first guy still available in 60% or more of fantasy leagues, and there's something about five touchdowns over his last five games that makes me think Rudolph with his nose so bright might be still a worthwhile play, even though Adam Thielen is returning i mean uh, it's working why why go away from it too much especially when they get I mean, obviously he's touched on your penny he's not getting a lot yeah. of action between the 20s but 
every time they get in the red zone, they're looking for Kyle Rudolph. So Seattle loves the tight end, and they're playing in Seattle. There you go. Uh, my second tight end is Dallas Goddard, who's not in Seattle. He's actually down in Florida, actually more specifically Dallas Goddard and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Thank you very much. He didn't do much with his eight targets last week, but uh, he the Eagles wide receiving core is still just a catastrophe right mm-hmm. now. So that's the plan going forward is just uh, is Ertz and Goddard both getting on the field a lot and getting a ton of targets. So uh, it's it's going to pay off here, I think, uh, for Dallas Goddard uh, this week against Miami, in Miami, to play the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Dumbass. Juvie. My tight end is uh, the last of my anti-bow jet stack, and it's <laughs> double rep protection against a naked Sam Darnold. I'm going Ryan Griffin <laughs> against the Bengals, $8,500. <laughs> Uh, four touchdowns in his last five games. He's got a touchdown in each of his last two, and he even had one vultured by was it um, Dave Brown, Mark Brown, one of the whatever the Brown backup. Uh, yeah, he did for the true. Jets. So you, you can't even hate on that when he's got a touchdown each week. The Bengals allowing the third most fantasy points to tight ends over the last three weeks. So if we're going Family Guy, it's Peter Griffin, but uh, this is not a family it's his program. Dog. We're going Ryan Griffin <laughs> against the Bengals. Oh, it's Brian Griffin is the dog, but we're cl- it's closer anyway. Uh, I've got Jack Doyle going against Tennessee. 6,400 Fantasy Labs has him as tight end number eight for the week uh, in the cash game model. No Eric Ebron, uh, who actually did score against Tennessee in week two when these teams met. Four more targets and five straight for Doyle. Touchdowns in two of his last three. And Tennessee's allowing the 11th most fantasy points to tight ends, including five touchdowns. So a lot of trends um, and obviously playing time slash snaps going in Jack Doyle's direction here. Bo. Defense, kicker, what you got? I'll go kicker first, and for the second week in a row, I'm streaming a kicker against the team that allows the most kicker points in the NFL. And this week it also happens to be a kicker who also ranks in the top ten in scoring in the NFL, Josh Lambeau of the Jaguars. Glad we're off Joey Sly. That was a rough week for him. I'm not ready to talk (laughs) about that. Uh, And my defense, I'm going with the Dallas stack to go with Dallas Goddard. I'm going with the Cowboys defense. This is a stack that has worked for me in the past. Or at least I've tried it in the past. I'm not sure which, but I'm going to the Dallas defense. Uh, they, oh, I didn't mark down who they play, but they got a good matchup here. Dallas plays Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Buffalo, yes. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to me. Dallas defense. And I took. they were my third choice behind the two defenses that you guys took. There's some actually the, real nice yeah, defense. You, t- you the, took some really good defenses. The, the Chargers are a good I one. I won't mow your too. lawns, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, please do. I hate mowing my lawn. <laughs> I'm not going to shovel your driveway, though. Dang it. Uh, that's the important one. All right, my kicker, and uh, he is also, he's in the Sunshine State. He's in Florida. I'm not sure why Jake Elliott's in town. Maybe, maybe I'm Rogers. in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Oh, yeah, there sense. you go. Uh, Miami's allowed multiple field goals in six straight games, the second most fantasy points to kickers. And Jake Elliott, I'm going to jinx him, has not missed a field goal yet this year. Oh, there, there, right. there we go. Sorry about that. He broke it. My defense is uh, the Carolina Panthers. They get Washington for... Almost $7,000, just a little more than $6,800. They are Fantasy Lab's number one yeah, median projected defense. Defensive play this week. Against a Washington team that has not reached 20 points on the scoreboard since week two and allowed three or more sacks in five straight games. So yeah, but their quarterback's over on the sideline taking <laughs> selfies well, before hey, the game ends. Most, most QB selfies during regulation <laughs> play. <laughs> This season. You know, it, there are there are some guys that are really fun to watch, and for me, watching Luke Keekley play football, 
is an absolute treat because the dude knows where the play is going before mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. And it's to watch him and what he's going to – if we he's were talking so earlier – He's so going to be in, the, in a television booth after his playing days are oh, over. Oh, absolutely. I, just that – I mean, when you, when you get to watch a really good linebacker specifically play, like because they have the opportunity to see the play develop mm-hmm. and are close enough to it – to be able to make plays towards So, like, you know, Brian Erlacher back in the day as a Bears fan watching. I mean, it was, it's a lot of the same thing. And, Keekly, we haven't really touched on this as a football show. We probably should how awful the uh, NFL's top 100 first uh, release of running backs yeah. was and leaving Jeez. some key guys off. But they've got Keekly on their, uh, on their linebackers list, which I think is taking some He's heat. He's a semifinalist, right? I thought, that he, a finalist? I thought he was on the list. I thought um, they were doing the uh, front seven guys this upcoming weekend. Well, I've, I've seen a bunch of names, okay. and I just assumed that they were finalists. Well, Maybe not. But, I mean, he's probably the smartest linebacker since Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was a guy that not just not only was he, you know, uh, physically a yeah, monster all over the yeah, field. Athletic but freak, I remember yeah. games like the one against the yeah. Chargers and specifically the – the playoff game where he knew exactly where Ladanian Tomlinson was going to be. He basically went to the hole, waited for Ladanian <laughs> Tomlinson to go, and then stuffed him and shut him down. And watching guys like that play is, for me is, is a treat. So. Speaking of a guy who should have been on the uh, hundred year league, mm-hmm. uh, Ladanian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson should have Marshall been Falk. on the final twelve running backs. Yep, been a lot of good running backs. There have. All right, I will uh, wrap it up. I'll wrap it up here. Uh, I should have had this. I should have made this so I could play this 11 times in a row or uh, <laughs> layered over itself 11 times. But the Philadelphia Eagles defense, Dolphins, yes, that's where they are. They are also a very nice price, just below 7,000. Fantasy Labs uh, defense special team 6, number six this week, just a bit oh. over that. Um, and like I said, the Chargers defense, they get Derwin James back this they week. Were, that's another defense that would have been good to have for this. So um, a lot of value this week. But, yeah, every <laughs> – this is funny. So every defense special team to face Miami had been top 12 that week, um, <laughs> only twice in the top five. That was prior to me taking Cleveland in the same spot last week oh. going against Miami. But the Browns finished 14th You're in week jinx. 12. So they Contorso. ruined it. Hopefully I did not uh, jinx uh, this one as well. Philadelphia. They have 28 sacks the last seven weeks. That's four per game by my math. Mm-hmm. Uh, after getting only three in its first four games. It was my understanding less. that there would be no math. So they've been doing much Check better so. there, yeah. Uh, and then I'm going Jason Myers uh, at home against Minnesota. Seattle with – you do that very well. Seattle with uh, fifth highest Vegas implied team total of the week. Uh, Myers had been between eight and ten points for five straight weeks before a dud – uh, the week before the bye, which had been his lowest, uh, at five points uh, before the bye, his lowest in two months. So, hoping he bounces back here and has a nice, yeah, eight to ten points. That's what you want from your kicker, right? Take it. We'll take, we'll take it. it. All right, very good. Hey, we got a lot of good stuff done. And it's Thanksgiving week, so I'm thankful for the two of you, and I'm thankful for our listeners. Thankful for, and for you, fantasy too. football. Cheers. All of the above. Cheers. And to uh, Fantasy Labs and Fantasy Drafts. And, of course, our friends here at JL Beers. Like AJ over there, the sweet mustache for November. <laughs> nice job, everybody. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you again. Thank you so much uh, for listening this week and every week. Uh, we love you guys. We hope you check us out, guys and gals. Uh, go to the Twitter machine. Check out the show notes. Uh, we'll answer your questions on the Twitter, not the show notes. The show notes are just for your entertainment purposes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> There's no redeeming value whatsoever <laughs> other than pure entertainment. They're like, they're like the dessert. If this is the our turkey hole feast, that is like 
the dessert. It's like. Can it be pumpkin pie? It's like pumpkin pie Thank and you. jello with whipped cream. It's the track on your Blu-ray that has the commentary from the actors <laughs> after they've been drinking <laughs> for a while. I was going to say, <laughs> after they dragged him out of Cheech and Chong's van and said, hey, come sit here for a while and just say stuff. Oh, yeah, so you'll definitely want to go check those out this week. I can't even imagine what's going to happen. So uh, for Bowen, for Tuvi, I'm Anthony Maggio. Happy Thanksgiving. Good luck in Week 13. Fantasy Playoffs next week. Catch you out here. JL Beers, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Until then, catch you later.